0: You're listening to the CXMH Podcast. CXMH is a podcast at the intersection of
1: faith and mental health. Hey friends, it's Robert here. Just wanted to let you know what's happening in this episode. If you've been listening for a while, you know that last April, I took some time off when my son was born, so I spent some time there and I had people that I trusted and loved serve as guest hosts for some episodes of CXMH. One of those guest hosts was Dr. Holly Oxhandler, who you're now familiar with. It was actually how much I loved the episodes that she did as this that really was kind of the spark for me to reach out and ask her to be co-host for season three anyway. So we actually have still two episodes that she recorded as a guest host During that time that we haven't aired yet, just the timing of things didn't line up and whatnot. So we wanted to make sure that we got those out because they are good episodes. So this conversation that you're about to hear between Holly and Story actually it took place back last year when I was out on leave and had her doing some guest episodes. So just in case things uh, sound a little interesting, that's why, because Holly was not technically a co-host at that time, but obviously she is now, and we love these conversations, so want to make sure that we put those out. So just a heads up, that's why. I don't know that there's too many direct references to that, but I wanted to make sure that I gave you a heads up. Just for one example, When Holly introduces Story, she introduces her partially as a children's director, but Story has since shifted to fully focus on the Reclaim ministry that is discussed in this episode. So her title is actually now Reclaim Director. So just one thing that's shifted since this episode or this interview took place. As always, thanks for listening. Feel free to connect with us on any social media, things like that, and support us on Patreon. With all that being said, let's go ahead and get you to the episode, the conversation itself. Here is this interview.
0: I'm honored um, to be guest hosting this episode today on recovery in the church specifically. And I have with me my dear friend, Story Cook, who is on staff at Harris Creek Baptist Church in Waco, Texas, as the downtown campus children's minister. She's also Harris Creek's Reclaim ministry leader as well. Story is a graduate from Texas A&M and lives in Waco, Texas with her husband Graham and their children Campbell and Grayer. I've personally known Story and her family for the last three and a half years and we have journeyed together through life in the same weekly meeting life group um, and she's also the person who's really helped me to understand the importance of the 12 steps and how we are each in recovery. From various hurts, hang-ups, or habits, it has been such a privilege to get to know Story and uh, to be her friend, and I'm honored to have her today. Um, How are you doing today, Story? I'm
2: doing great, thanks. How are you? Wow, thank
0: you. Thank you so much for joining me and for being willing to have this conversation. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, Is there anything that I missed in your bio?
2: I don't think so. I think you got it covered.
0: Awesome. Well, first off, tell us a little bit about what Reclaim is and how it came to be. I'm, I'm really curious about this, but I also want to help our readers or our listeners, sorry, get a a sense a little bit about what Reclaim is. So if it's okay with you, I was going to read a little bit about what Harris Creek, how it describes it. Yes. So on Harris Creek's website, it says that Reclaim offers the space and tools to mend the brokenness that life inevitably brings through the study of Scripture and the proven 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, there is no hurt, hang-up, or habit that is too overwhelmingly or seemingly insignificant for our God to heal and transform. And it's our hope to partner with individuals seeking wholeness and freedom in Christ within our church and community. Wow. That is powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and just from my experience of Reclaim, that is it's such a— Accurate description of what it is that oh, happens. So, you. so tell me a little bit about what reclaim is from from your heart and the way that you have helped to um, grow and develop this ministry um, and just how it came to be
2: yes so i think the history of reclaim is definitely wrapped up in my history with the 12 steps i was introduced to the 12 steps at a time where i was perfectly primed for it um i was in the throes of depression i just Gotten on a medication for the first time. I had had my su- my second kiddo, my son Grayer, and I was just not functioning as a human at the time. And I was able to take care of my kids, thankfully. But um, I the Zoloft thankfully kind of allowed me to get my head above the clouds a little bit um, and able to go to counseling and sort of start to actually deal with um, my depression and the causes behind it and just things like that. So during this time, I had a friend who was going through a divorce and um, she sought out Al-Anon, which is the 12-step reco- recovery for the family members of alcoholics mm-hmm. or just any, um, any addiction. But she wanted me to join her because it was an unfamiliar territory. And um, when I I went, I discovered that it was the missing puzzle piece in my own personal healing. Um, I feel like counseling was an incredible tool, and the medication helped so much as well. Mm -hmm. And in conjunction with the 12 steps, it just really was such a catalyst to my healing and journey to wholeness, um, which is, of course, still in progress as yes, always. Um, for all of us. Yes. Yes. But what I discovered was is that this 12-step meeting, this recovery program, there were people who were completely vulnerable, but they were not bitter. Yes. They were accepting of their circumstances and they were focused on their responses to their circumstances Mm -hmm. and not the behavior of their loved one. And they were... Again, just vulnerable and real and open and raw in a way that I had longed for in a church setting, but had yeah. not yet found. Right. And so growing up in the church, I was a pastor's kid and I grew up in, an, in a fabulous church. Yeah. It was absolutely wonderful. Um, it's, it's not about, you know, their failing or anything like that or Harris Creek's failing up to that point, um, at all. I just had not found that level of vulnerability because Mm -hmm. there really was not a space for that anywhere in the church. And so when I went to this, I just realized, Oh my goodness, this is a hole, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that needs, that needs to be filled. And so, I had a dear friend and mentor um, who had led several different recovery, Christian recovery groups in the Waco area, and she um, was mentoring me, and we were, um, during that time, Harris Creek has this annual event called the Imagine Banquet, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is a wonderful time, it's kind of like state of the union Mm -hmm. just of where we are what we are celebrating from the past year and just a time of looking forward and our lead pastor mentioned that one of the things that he would love to see happen in our congregation um, is a recovery ministry and I know that he kind of meant that as a dream but I sort of took it as challenge (laughs) accepted. and I ran up to him afterwards and was like I want to do this Mm -hmm. I want to be a part of this and so he was like okay So I kind of put together a proposal, a team, um we met for um a year in the very in the next year. So that Mm -hmm. imagine banquet is in January, and then the following January we started Mm -hmm. um reclaiming. So that whole year was going to conferences and trainings Mm -hmm. and training um the people who had agreed to be on our team and um just like minded folks coming together and saying There's a need for this in our body, just in the church as a whole, in the community as a whole, not just at Harris Creek. And so it was just such a beautiful experience Mm -hmm. to launch that and get it going and see the need for it and Mm -hmm. um, get to help be a part of meeting that need. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's been... It's been amazing and tremendous to be
0: a congregation member to watch this ministry grow and to become what it is so that we have some individuals who, who do have that, that shared value of of Anywhere the church is should be is yes. where we should be coming with mm-hmm. all of who we are. Yes. If that is what God calls us to do to to show up and and be holy who we are and That's completely right. ourselves, what better place to show up that, um, that that brokenness and need for healing than in in a church setting? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it has been really neat, um, as someone within the church and someone just helping to support the ministry, um, just to see it come together and to, you know, see, you know, this group grow over mm-hmm. the last year that a year we've and been a half. meeting. Year yeah. and a half. That's right. You know, and as I've talked with you about, like seeing these miracles just kind of oh, pop yeah. up where. You know, just that those chains being broken mm-hmm. from the shame or addiction or mm-hmm. anger or resentment or, or whatever it is, or those fears, and just how they um, have been, how individuals have been kind of released from from those chains, has been beautiful. Aww, so, thank
2: you. I agree. Yeah. It's been really special to watch um, and to see. I think one of our biggest goals has been to show that um, addiction takes place in, in all kinds of areas of our life. It is right. not necessarily always Substance abuse, which right. that's a big part of what we do for sure. Um, but we also can be addicted to our own way of thinking. Mm-hmm. We can be addicted to victimhood. We can be yeah. addicted to our resentments. Yeah. We can be addicted to, I mean, anything. So yeah. if you have been hurt in your life by anyone or anything. Yeah. And, yeah. You are here. the are for you. Yes. <laughs> yes. So yeah. it really is. It's incredible, um, just how useful it is and how when people can get past that first barrier of yeah. saying, Oh, I need this. Right. Um, just there's so much fruit that comes from that. But right. it's that initial getting there and saying, mm-hmm. I, um, I'm so glad that we offer this, but I right. don't need it, you know? Right. Yeah. Yep. It's yep. a barrier for yep. sure. <laughs>
0: well, and it's along those stages of change and when they, yes. you know, when someone hasn't gotten to that state of awareness that, mm-hmm. that something does need to change, then sometimes, I mean, that can be a huge barrier. yeah oh, absolutely. Um, but it is, I mean, it's just been amazing to watch these lives be transformed week mm. in, you know, week after week. Thank and to hear you. the testimonies. And I know that Reclaim, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the focus isn't isn't necessarily for healing you know it's really right. to hold that
2: safe space right it is not supposed to be treatment right exactly yes. okay. we would never want anyone to solely right. <laughs> come to us we want this to be a part of a greater journey um, mm-hmm. whether that be counseling whether that be this is one of many um, meetings that mm-hmm. people attend in a week mm-hmm. um, Yes, we do not expect – our goal is not treatment. We right. know that we are not equipped for that, but mm-hmm. we absolutely have the space and mm-hmm. hold the space um, where people can come and say, this is where I'm at, yeah. and this is – um this is, I mean, just what is, this right. is what is. Yes. That's a huge, huge part of it is yeah. just confessing, saying yes. this is what is right now. And so yes. this is what we're working with. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that confession um, part is so important.
0: And I know you've been tremendous in recognizing that it's not necessarily treatment, but that there are resources available mm-hmm. and you've mm-hmm. been a key person to help connect Individuals with other, you know, resources in the
2: community to provide that treatment. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, it is because I have people like you oh. <laughs> and your colleagues oh. and other. I mean, oh. I definitely um, know who to go to <laughs> mm. when when my um, expertise ends and theirs begins. Right. So, <laughs> no, I understand that. That's good. So. Do you
0: mind sharing a little bit? I mean, you you talked about how you went and visited um, Al-Anon with a friend of yours,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, but one of the things that Reclaim pulls a little bit from is Celebrate Recovery, too. Yes. Um, So tell, tell me a little bit about Celebrate Recovery and learning about that and what that has meant for you. Kind of in general. Yes,
2: I am so grateful for what Celebrate Recovery has done um, for the recovery community and just for the church in general. It is really what was the biggest catalyst mm-hmm. to getting recovery programs in churches. And it just was this, I mean, it started with a man who was in recovery, mm-hmm. who was an addict who was saying, you know, I... I go to all of these meetings Mm -hmm. and... Um, where he was, it was kind of looked down upon for Jesus to be the higher power Mm. that he looked to. And so he was like, I want to experience this in the church. And so he wrote a letter to his pastor. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, then celebrate recovery was born. And And this was
0: uh, at, was this at Saddleback? Saddleback. Mm -hmm. And Kay Warren has actually been
2: on. Yes. uh, Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And they're such advocates for mental health in the church. And, you know, lessening the taboo, and right. Stigma, yeah. and so I'm so yeah. grateful for that. Kelsey and I
0: were actually—I know you—you you know Kelsey Moffat. Um, yes, we actually just uh, had an episode recently where we had talked about because she went there. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's high, awesome. During high school,
2: so that's really cool. Anyways, yeah, yes. So yeah, we got to go to that. That was one of our conferences and trainings. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, that we went to and. Um, It was just incredibly helpful, Mm. and I'm just so thankful for the work that they do. I'm also really thankful for the National Association of Christian Recovery. Mm. They have incredible resources that we pull from as well. That's good. That's really good. Yes, so it's a movement right now, and it's fun to get to be a part of it, but it absolutely makes sense because in with our journey with God, Mm -hmm. it starts – at the play, at the end of ourselves. Right. 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 And so, and the steps begin at that same place, Mm -hmm. um, where we just say, okay, I am. I am powerless over my addictions or p- compulsive behaviors, my way of thinking, my destructive loops, all of that, mm-hmm. and that my life has become unmanageable. And that is, that's where we mm-hmm. meet God, right? Yeah, and, absolutely. um, I, one of my favorite stories in scripture is the prodigal son in Luke mm-hmm. 15 and, what's so beautiful to me about that is how the father is welcoming his son back into his arms and into his home just because his son shows back up like he mm. didn't have things back in order yet he didn't have he just knew that he couldn't continue on the path that he was on yeah. that um his pursuit of fulfillment was no longer working for him yeah. and so he returned home and that's where we meet God is where those where our failed mechanisms for yeah wholeness and completeness and happiness or whatever you want to call it, where those things end. And so it makes sense. I mean, Richard Rohr talks about yes. it as a code yes. as the twelve steps is yep. coded gospel. Yep. One of my favorite resources is breathing underwater yep. for recovery. It yep. is just absolutely beautiful. And he's the one who talks about how we're all addicted to mm-hmm. something yep. and especially to our own way of thinking. And again, these just destructive loops that just keep us stuck yep. Yep. and from moving forward. And that's where the 12 steps can kind of bring some order mm-hmm. into that transformation process, into mm-hmm. being able to break out of those loops. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm an Enneagram one. I know that you <laughs> yeah. and um, John have talked a lot about the Enneagram mm-hmm. recently yeah. on this podcast. Yep. Um, and so I started to realize... I think one of the things that I really love about the 12 steps is the order that it brings to Mm -hmm. this process. Mm -hmm. And so it's not a checklist like it would be of, have you prayed? Have you read your, have you blah, blah, blah. Right. But it just, there's a movement to it and there's an order to, like, it just brings some order to the process and it just really, that really connects with me. Stuff that's already true and it's already there and we already know, Mm -hmm. right? we already know that so much of our lives we cannot control and that so much well, of we it well we don't always know no we that. don't always <laughs> right? know like, but i'm, I'm, sure. I'm recovering yes, i know. in terms of my controlling tendencies so
0: no it's very true i know we don't always know that we don't have control right this for me this pro, like the the 12 steps has helped me realize yeah oh wait I don't have...
2: Control's an illusion. Right. It is. Yeah. Correct. Right. So we know that life happens to mm-hmm. us. And we know that we don't always have a say in, mm-hmm. um, you know, our... What um, illnesses arrive mm-hmm. in the in our life or in the lives of the people around us, or mm-hmm. just anything like that. We just and so um, just the acceptance that um, that the twelve steps yeah. kind of bring, and then uh, the virtue of the one is serenity, mm-hmm. which is like, <laughs> yeah. so ironic. So um, oh, that's, just, I, I didn't know that. Yes, oh. oh yeah, and so every week we say the serenity prayer of God: awesome. "Grant me the serenity to accept the the things i cannot change the courage to change the things i can and the wisdom to know the difference and that is my personal work wrapped up in a, yeah. a bow like yeah. i mean just yeah. Yeah, there like it I is a silver here you go yeah, i know i'm yeah. like that's it it's just knowing the difference yeah. um knowing the difference between what i cannot change Gosh. and And then saying, okay, this is something I can change. And so it's my responsibility Mm -hmm. to change it. And it's important for me to do that work or I will stay stuck in my loop. Right. Right.
0: It's that I think it's, it's so beautifully mirrors that process of once you see, you can't unsee. Yes. Once you know, you can't unknow. Yeah. Um, once you taste, you can't untaste. I know Rob Bell uses that type of, uh, you know, that type of language to explain that once you're aware of this, you can't become unaware of it. Right. Once you see that brokenness, yes, there's there is a grieving process that comes mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's the shift to and the steps I think really carry each of us through that process mm-hmm. of shifting to empowerment. Yes. And, Oh, I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, as you were saying, it's not just about, you know, praying X number of times or reading a Bible X number of times or, you know, practicing centering prayer X number of times, but like moving a little bit more deeply through, um, what we need to do to become Well, I don't want to say free of those compulsions or those addictions and compulsive behaviors, but in some ways there is freedom as we move through the steps. Absolutely,
2: yeah, absolutely. And I think something that's really important to note is. That this moves beyond personal piety and morality mm-hmm. to like wholeness and yes. unity and yes. like keeping, just removing what separates us mm-hmm. from God and what separates us from joy and what allows us to live in wholeness on this side of eternity. And yep. so I think that one thing that has always tripped me up about the church is how is it like if I'm to be like Jesus who's God incarnate and I'm supposed to yeah just, I mean, just the way Jesus lived impacted the entire world around him, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it impacted the entire world, but, yeah. like, even no, when yeah. he was on earth, like, before, uh, you know, like, he was impacting the people in his lives and healing them in very yes. tangible ways. And so, to me, how is me, you know, focusing on just the typical sins that we mm-hmm. think of, um like, how is avoiding... I don't even want to go there. But anyways, yeah. Um how are just focusing on these personal piety mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, how is that impacting the world around me? And how is mm-hmm. that being more like Jesus? Right. Um, right. The shaming. Yes. Um, yeah, this
0: I feel like this reverses that shaming process. It does, it creates empathy. Yes. Because we know that when we when we shame others, it, it causes more pain, it mm-hmm. pushes them away, it others mm-hmm. them. Yes. And using that language of you are a bad person. Right. Or whatever yeah. it is, and making that shift to no, this is you are addicted to these behaviors, right? Or, you are doing these things, and being able to recognize like that's not who you are. It's not your right. identity, exactly. It is not who God has called exactly. you to be. Um, yep. And just, just pulling that out again, they, these steps really kind of help walk you
2: through that. Yes, I think. Uh, yeah. you're exactly right. Yep. yep, and I, I love too how it's the most painful parts of people's journey that brings them to this process and that it, that's where the beauty lies. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's where I just, I feel like the most, um, it, it just amazes me how even in my own story, the parts that have been the absolute hardest and the most painful Mm -hmm. and that have taken years to, Mm -hmm. um, heal It's just amazing how that's where the fruit, I mean, that's where Reclaim was born out of, you know? That's what, um, that's where, that's where the beauty is. It's given me the ability to see others in such a different way and that everybody has their own journey and story and everything that we do (laughs) spills out of that. So we start to see, okay, when someone when someone's behavior is hurting others, okay, what is that hurt in their life that is, right. that that's pouring out of? Right, instead exactly. Instead of. Yep uh, them, yep. you know? Oh, yes, I know. <laughs> yes.
0: I know. I feel, I I feel like I say this too often to people around me, but the importance of doing our own inner work yes. and re- and going through this process of, of doing our own inner work so that we aren't discharging that pain and brokenness and trauma oh, yes. and grief onto others. Yes. Um, like we have a risk. I mean, I understand that season, um, you know, there are seasons for various things, but when we're able to move to a season to recognize, um, I have to do my own inner work. What is the piece that I'm responsible for so that I'm not discharging that onto right. others is just such an important Point yes. In our journey, I think, and
2: I love too that the steps let you sort of sit in that brokenness yes. and grief at the beginning. Yes. It's not like boom, you got to move right into mm-hmm. this transformation. You it's can't like, move on, and you, yeah, you can't. And right. so again, there's just so much. It's just then all of our change comes out of our radical acceptance Amen. and our radical grace that we have been shown, um, and that yeah. we feel. And so it becomes, again, I keep saying responsibility. I keep saying, yeah, do it. that's, right, right, right. that's the one and Yeah, me I know. Just, I, that's my one like, wing thing. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. shooting yep. all over the cell, all over the place. But, um, but first, first there has to be grief. Yeah. First there has and to yes. be this, Okay, this is what is. This acceptance is Mm -hmm. one of the absolute biggest game changers in the 12 sets for me Mm -hmm. is acceptance. Just this is what is. And so what are we going to do with it? It doesn't help to stay in resentment. It doesn't help to stay in victimhood what helps is um, moving toward people and forgiving and, yes. and recognizing my part and my responses to what yes. has happened to me. Yes. And, again, that was one of the things that struck me at the beginning just in visiting Al-Anon was that mm. just instead of this blame game, they were just saying – they're saying, this is what is, mm-hmm. this is what's happening, this mm-hmm. is a status, mm-hmm. and what am I, how am I going to respond to this? Yeah. And it just removed the bitterness piece. It just yeah. removed, yeah. it just, you know, uh, again, just that example, and this is not a journey that should be taken alone, and that is another right. part of Correct. this. Yeah. And um, one of the biggest things I continually hear from our participants is, I am learning so much, not just from the steps, but from the people who I'm walking with yes. it, through it with. And yeah. so it's like I, they are learning, one, I'm not alone mm-hmm. in my just struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not alone in my life experiences. Mm-hmm. I'm not alone in my temptations. Mm-hmm. I'm not alone in any of these things. And here's how this person handled it. This went well or didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> here's what, you know, just... Yeah. It's just beautiful how our stories can transform each other's yeah. stories, you know. And yeah. um, that's such a powerful piece of of recovery ministry. Yeah.
0: No, that's really good. Well, and I think that is one of the big pieces of this, too, is that um, it isn't just about us and our journey, but there is this sense of freedom that, um, is offered to those around us. Mm -hmm. And I, I, for, and I'll speak to this personally for me, the more that, that I've gone through this work and have had more self-compassion for myself and recognizing and becoming aware of my brokenness. Mm -hmm. Um, I have had so much more grace for those around me Mm -hmm. because I know that we're all struggling with something Yes, and, and yeah. And, and being able to offer that free love with no strings attached, right. um, not only to myself, but to others. is just—it's just, it's just been, it's been a really good, good, mm-hmm. good thing in my life. I will yeah. say that. So I am grateful. Yeah, um, thank you. Well, I want to, I guess, um, you know, b- before we wrap up, um, I'm wondering if you, since we do have some listeners who include religious leaders or individuals who do serve the church is there any uh, recommendations that you'd have in terms of hosting some kind of recovery ministry in the church um, or in their religious organization? And I don't know, just any ideas that you might have Absolutely. for those who might be interested in doing them? Yes.
2: So I would say that Celebrate Recovery and the National Association for Christian Recovery both have just, like, just, tons of resources i mean celebrate recovery tells you Mm -hmm. you know word for word what you can say Mm -hmm. word for word what to do and to get these things Mm -hmm. set up and going in your churches so if that is something um that you know that you feel like someone can take on i really appreciate the way that they have made it so easy to duplicate yeah so that anyone can step in and it it doesn't have to be this whole, um, it just doesn't have to be daunting. It right. just is, yeah. Cause again, it's not supposed it to, to be treatment. Right. It's not right. supposed to be, it's just supposed to be a space. Yeah. And, um, just, you know, I've been so interested in how we've had about I would say probably half of our participants Mm -hmm. do not attend Harris Creek and found us online. Um and then some of them have started coming to Harris Creek since then, which Mm -hmm. is really neat. Um yeah, so it's just some of some people it's like this is one of their meetings Mm -hmm. in a week. Right. Um so it's it's been really it's Mm -hmm. been neat to see who it has touched mm-hmm. and for you know, like the various reasons that brought people to us. Right. But um yes, both Celebrate Recovery and the National Association for Christian Recovery are incredible tools and just have so many resources That's just awesome. to get people rolling. Kind of started. That's yeah. And then you can take it wherever you want, you mm-hmm. know, and yeah, and kind of tailor it for yes. what's best for your Yeah, we've kind of, yes, we yeah. use a lot of, um, tools from the Center for Action and Contemplation, uh-huh. um, from Richard Rohrer. Yeah. And so we, there's a lot of that, um, like infused in infused yeah. in what we do and so um and we also infuse a lot of spiritual practices into what we yes. do which um and the enneagram mm-hmm. <laughs> um we I always do the, no, the enneagram it's been <laughs> so good
0: in recognizing those compulsive behaviors especially yes. uh-huh. when you when you recognize your enneagram number and that 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 wounding message and I mean it's it's really helpful um and the the sin of each number
1: um a passion
0: of each number that has been helpful Mm -hmm. um the only I mean I think the only like what you explained um in terms of you know helping religious leaders kind of get this started I think that's perfect those those resources are fantastic and I um I'm glad that you've brought them from a from mental health care providers Standpoint. I would probably also just add that religious leaders or groups that are wanting to start this at least have a list of some folks to refer. Oh, yes, we their do. people to. <laughs> I know you do. Yeah, I know you do. But just that might be something to have early on, so that because you never know who right. is going to be coming in mm-hmm. um, and how you know they are going to best need to be served. Exactly. And you know this this ministry can do so much, but, um, but just as everything else has its limits. So having those. Right. It should be in conjunction. Exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Things. So having some, some folks to refer might be mm. a, a recommendation yes. too. Um Well, if you would like to connect with Story Cook, you can find her at StoryLee78 on Twitter. Um, you can also follow Reclaim Ministries on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Reclaim Ministry. And if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at Holly Oxhandler on Twitter or on my website at hollyoxhandler.com. And we will have all of these links in our show notes. Story, thank you again so much for joining me today. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up?
2: I don't think so. I thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for joining me today. Have a great week. You too. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening to the CXMH Podcast.